Melanie Pennington makes big biomorphic sculptures out of wood, metal, plaster, and ceramic, sometimes wrapped in fur or hung with wool. One of her massive creatures is about to be installed for a year in a Chicago park. Others go on view at the Tim Faulkner Gallery in Louisville, November 13th. The artist, who teaches figure sculpture at Indiana University's School of Art and Design, started sculpting 20 years ago at Wheaton College, a private Christian school that didn't allow nude models in the art classes. At the 2015 Kinsey Institute juried art show, however, Pennington's sculpture won the Visitor's Choice Award. It's not that surprising when she explains what she was making at the time. So I did a series of phallus pieces. One was called the Huggable Tuggable. It was a big furry phallus. My next iteration of the phallus and wood piece was a rideable phallus. Um, so to That's kind of, the one that won the prize at the Kinsey Show. That gets real saucy real fast. But um, <laughs> There's a certain predictability to the way people interpret the work. It's really interesting the way men respond to those pieces. They start showing me their drawings of pornography, and I'm like, no, that's not what this is about (laughs) at all. You don't get it. These totems are not for titillation, Pennington insists, but for comfort and renewal. These things are healers. They don't get talked about as a healing thing because there's so much damage that happens as well in that arena. Making a healing or protective object inspired by the human or animal form is a concept the sculptor came across in West African culture. Part of the protection of the village is to feed this sacred object. It's called a boli. B-O-L-I. We have one at the IU Art Museum, and it's a fetish object. It's a ritual object um, that is kept alive through sacrifice, blood sacrifice. And they speak over it, and they spit over it, and they... Mm. They do all kinds of things that we don't know about. The bully starts out, Pennington explains, as a representational form. It's a form of the buffalo, often. And the more it's coated with all these secret ingredients, the more abstracted the form becomes. They look like excrement, honestly. But still this kind of humped, powerful buffalo form. They're very visceral objects. If, If you don't keep it alive, disaster could occur in your village. Securing the perimeter of her own home place are Pennington's own hulking forms, equally redolent of anatomy and primal energy, possibly demanding their own blood meal. Pennington's beasts are splayed across her front lawn and skulking under tarps in her garage studio. This is my mama beast piece. It's a big white mama beast. There's babies that go with it. You can see the spine and you can see the hindquarters. This is her front. And this piece um, was created back in fall of 2014 when ISIS was ramping up and cutting off children's heads and stuff. And so I was getting really angry and sad and in Indiana feeling very separated from the violence being done to other women's children. I'm a mother. And um So I was creating a a protector, you know, a spiritual, sculptural, political protector in kind of a stance against that violence. It's a massive white creature, too big to see around, made of plaster, foam, ceramic, and wool. Its buffaloness isn't explicit, rather suggested by its scale and its haunches, and the way the wool hangs. Pennington often starts small, using clay to work out her ideas in an immediate way. 
I point to a small ceramic figure on a tabletop in the garage that's reminiscent of one of Rodin's ecstatic nudes. So like this little piece right here, this is, I call these my, ma my maquettes. I originally started working in clay. That's how I got into graduate school. I can get an idea in the clay through my hands quickly, rapidly, do a lot of body work. Then what I do next is I make a tiny little figure and I imagine myself down here like... Oh, do I want my head to be here on this piece or here? Do I want to be able to walk through it? Do I want to be able to climb up on it? What do I really want to be able to do? You're thinking about scale. I'm totally thinking about scale, yeah. Extrapolating from the tabletop maquette, Melanie directs my gaze to the yard, where a gigantic tumble of steel and wood spills across the lawn. Well, so if you go back to that clay maquette that we were just looking at, do you see it here? Yeah. That was the first iteration of this piece. I see it now. Yeah. It's that torso there, the haunches. Yep. The knees. Yep. There's the back. Yep. But I can actually walk <laughs> under this. Yes, I can you walk can. underneath her abdomen. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. And she is impaled on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, on a beam. So we've got a 25-foot wooden and steel beam plunging through the back of two beasts that are in feasting on each other, let's say. There are two beasts here? Yeah. Okay, let's let's so, walk around. Yeah. Go, you got to find them. Wow, okay. We walk under and around the giant ravenous figures. The sculpture's steel armature was once covered in fur, but in preparation for its installation in a Chicago park, has been wrapped in mesh. You know, we're always, this is again that violence thing of kind of getting enmeshed in another. It's So it's kind of this deceiving thing, you know? Like we think we're so close, but mm -hmm. it's quite painful. It's not working. Something's wrong with this picture, you know? <clears throat> so this is maybe a little more about codependency, but it's also um, kind of about realizing, like you gotta pull out, you've got, we're strong enough. You know, it's, I often have these beasts kind of in these impossible situations that they could release themselves from because they're these big, giant, strong, powerful animals. But they keep getting stuck in these potentially deadly situations. And I want you to feel the humanness in the beast. So for me, it's like, a, okay, Melanie, you're strong enough. You're strong enough. This is how powerful you are. Use it. As a woman who makes large sculpture, that's a perfect example of harnessing your power and doing something also that's kind of not gender normative. Yeah. And I was thinking yeah. also that from the skills that you learned as a yeah. potter to this, yeah. there must have been a pretty steep learning curve. And and how did you convince yourself, I'm a strong mammal yeah, and I, I can, can learn? Do this. Yeah. Uh, I think I've always known I'm a strong mammal. <laughs> um, and I was raised in a very traditionally gender-rolled family. Um, I was often in the kitchen while the men were in the living room, kind of a situation, and um, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, so my father, it's interesting, we started just within the last five years, like going out, they live, my parents live in Massachusetts, and um, I finally was like, Dad, let's go out and chainsaw together, you know, because <laughs> like, he would go out into the woods and tear down trees and stuff, and that would have always been way more fun to me than going into the kitchen. 
but I, I finally inserted myself, you know, and was like, dad, let's, let's, let me, let me play with your chainsaw. And he's like, oh, okay. And I feel like my family, as I've transitioned into just learning the materials, graduate school helped with this, of course, because I was given the opportunity to do all those things that I've always known I could do, but I needed the training. And now I feel like my family's like, all right, okay, yeah, let Melanie will go build the fort out, out in the front yard with the grandkids. And uh, Jeremy, my husband, will go in the kitchen because he's a fabulous cook. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's worked out. It's really worked out. But it takes time to even learn about yourself, I think. It's a, it's a lengthy process, getting to know the self. The title of this two-backed beast we've been standing under is Witness Yourself. In December, Pennington will be transporting it from her front yard to a park in Chicago, where it will be installed for a year under the auspices of Chicago Sculpture International. Additionally, Pennington's sculpture will be on view at the Tim Faulkner Gallery in Louisville from November 13th through December 18th. The show, Susceptible and Secure, opens with a reception Sunday, November 13th from 2 to 6 p.m. For Cafe Indiana, I'm Yael Cassander.